0: What's up, everybody? Welcome in to the 615. It's your host, Lee Hillison today. You see, it's Titans, Colts. And yes, the Titans did get the sweep. And we are joined by Angela from WISH in Indianapolis. And we'll be back with her right after. Uh we'll be, we'll be back with her right after this. And let's go ahead and bring our guest in. Angela, how are you?
1: hello i'm doing well i've had a little bit of um a hectic day to say the least today here in Indy. but uh you know just taking it one step at a time and happy to be here thanks for having me on
0: and of course i, th- I'm the, I'm the, I'm the, I think i'm the first person in the titans podcast community to do this ha- reach to the other side of this thing
1: i don't know you might be i mean i'm kind of feel like I'm on both sides of this thing. I covered the Titans for five years and in, in Chattanooga. So this was a really fun game for me kind of a, a little bit of a homecoming to come down to Nashville and cover the game for the, my new team that I cover the Colts. Um, so obviously not the result that Indy wanted. Definitely the result that the Titans wanted. Um, but the AFC South, let's say it how it is, is kind of in shambles one way or another. No matter who, what team you cheer for, so yeah. it was a it was a uh, it was a fun experience. That's for sure.
0: And uh, there's two plays that really turned this game on its head. And here's the first one. Second and thirteen. Quick pass is intercepted. That's the game. That's the play that really opened this game up.
1: Right. Exactly. There was from what I could see in the press box and in the replay, and I haven't gone back and rewatched film today, uh, but it looked like there was some sort of miscommunication between Matt Ryan and the receiver Paris Campbell. Campbell didn't even turn around when Matt threw that ball. Um, So, I mean, if, The Titans was safety wasn't there, it would have hit Campbell on the back. So I don't know if Paris was running a different route than what was discussed, or if Matt Ryan just panicked and threw it to the closest white jersey he saw. I don't know, but you're right. That one, that one was probably the interception that hurt, has hurt Matt Ryan the worst this season. And he's had nine of them. And that was probably the most significant one because it was the Titans only touchdown.
0: And uh, cuz I, I went back and looked at the highlights last night. It looked like Paris Campbell was was doing um was going a double move right there. It looked like it.
1: Yeah, like I said, I didn't go back and and analyze everything cuz it's been kind of hectic today with Matt Ryan getting benched for the backup uh Sam Ellinger. But um yeah, like I said, there was some sort of some some sort of misunderstanding, miscommunication. Something went wrong between Matt and Paris that really was the problem in that one. The other interception, which I'm sure you're about to show, was Actually, inexcusable. Oh, you don't have Actually, that I one. Okay, I don't have that one. But well,
0: this, the, the second play for me is probably most heads-up play by a Titans tight end in, in Austin Hooper third and six four man rush Tannehill in trouble trying to escape throws on the run and it's held on to Hooper
1: Houdini with the catch Hooper it was. was incredible yesterday I mean he it. led the pass receiving stats for a reason 56 yards but only three catches he was The juice for the Titans offense in that second half, particularly on that drive. And I do love how the play by play guy goes, uh, Hooper Houdini, because that was a heck of a catch.
0: And I was, as I said, I went back and looked at him like, how did Hooper come down with that? (laughs) Like, I was going to scratch my head, like, how? But speaking of Matt Ryan, that's going to lead us right into our first thing NFL news and spurting off. Matt Ryan has been benched. And uh, as you see the tweet right there from Adam Scheffner, this is the Colts' seventh starting quarterback under Frank Reich since 2018.
1: Right. So, I mean, obviously that's what I've been alluding to of a hectic day. It was kind of um... – a shock, to say the least, when Frank Gray opened up his press conference today saying that he has some major roster news changes and then just goes out and says, Sam Ellinger is our new starting quarterback. Just point blank, period. My producer and I looked at each other like someone had just been shot. Um, You don't bring a 14, 15-year vet like Matt Ryan pay him close to $20 million a year for two years and then go ahead and bench him week seven for a guy who's only been in the league for two years and has never thrown a pass in a regular season NFL football game. It's crazy. As shocked as I was today, I did feel like it was a little bit expected for me. When I was in Chattanooga, I was there five years. I also covered Matt Ryan with the Falcons because of how our viewing area was. Between covering him and the Falcons the last five years, and I'm from Atlanta, I've pretty much been paying attention to Matt Ryan's career since he started in Atlanta. And I have never been overly complimentary of Mr. Ryan, we'll put it that way. Super nice guy, very team-oriented, experienced. However, I have always maintained that he's just an average quarterback that's managed to stay healthy for as long as he has, and that's why he's in the league, and that's why he surpassed Dan Marino's uh, spot in the all-time passing list because he's been in the league 15 years. I mean, you're going to rack up yardage when you've been in the league 15 years. But this year's play, Jacksonville game last week aside, he's looked terrible. I mean, absolutely terrible. Granted, the Colts promised him the Jonathan Taylor of last year. They promised him the highest paid offensive line in the league, which would be a brick wall. To protect Ryan, who cannot move in the pocket very well. I mean, he's 37 for goodness sakes. I mean, I I can't move in the pocket very well, and I'm 27. So he does, you know, he we get Matt Ryan is a pocket passer. He's not the next generation quarterback. He can't really move around and make plays off of a scramble. So that's why they enticed him with hey, we got the NFL's leading rusher and Jonathan Taylor. And we have the best offensive line in, in the country. No, both of those failed this year and have failed. The offensive line has been like a piece of of uh, paper, just so bad. Tissue paper. Not even like this paper, like tissue paper. It's been bad. And Jonathan Taylor, I mean, he was injured the last two games but he still hasn't shown anything. He was back against the Titans yesterday and he only had 58 yards. He just, whether defenses kind of understand him now after his breakout season last year, or he just doesn't have have it this year, one way or another, the promises that were given Matt Ryan haven't come to fruition. And Frank Reich said that in his uh, press conference today, that they haven't held up their end of the bargain. But it kind of felt like, a breakup to me, like it's not you, it's me, but also I'm still breaking up with you. Like Frank Reich saying, you know, we didn't hold up our end of the bargain, it's our fault, but you're bench, so go sit on the bench. Um, a very interesting day here in Indy because Matt Ryan does have a, a, a grade two shoulder sprain, as you guys saw probably if you watched the game yesterday, he was favoring his right throwing shoulder after getting sacked. Uh, but finish the game against the Titans. But he's still would be benched regardless of that shoulder injury, and that's what Frank Reich said today, that it doesn't matter. This was still going to be the move. It's apparently been in discussions for weeks. I don't understand how you bring a guy and spend so much money and be all in on a guy who Colts owner Jim Irsay said is the dream and is going to take them to a Super Bowl and give him 7 weeks with no protection and just say go sit on the bench. But that aside, I'm I'm I think there's a lot of promise for Sam Ellinger. I think the Titans should be glad that they don't have to play the Colts again. A lot of people are like, "Oh, we'll just put Sam in and tank for our draft a high draft pick." But I really do think Ellinger has the makings of what could be a very strong Long career NFL quarterback. I was very impressed with him during the preseason. Granted, that was against third string defenses, but still, his decision making seems solid. Hopefully, he's learned all he can in these first few weeks with Matt Ryan and Super Bowl champ Nick Foles in the quarterback room with him. He's got a lot of experience around him. I think good things can happen, but it's, you know, We'll see. You could predict whatever you want to predict. They thought Matt Ryan was going to be it, but here we are.
0: <laughs> and then speaking of Matt Ryan, yeah, you, you bring up his age. Could this be it for Matt Ryan?
1: I want to say absolutely. I, he has two years here in Indianapolis. The Colts have to pay him at least $18 million next year, whether he plays a snap of football or not. I don't see a recent resume from Ryan that would be attractive for any team right now. And the way the league is changing, the way offenses are changing and defenses are adjusting, it's no longer a pocket passers league. I mean, we even see Tom Brady having to scramble a little bit more. It's it's a different football than we had 10 years ago with Philip Rivers and Eli Manning and Ben Roethlisberger. These quarterbacks have to be mobile. They have to be the 12th guy that the defense is, uh, has an eye out for because otherwise these teams haven't been able to move the ball down the field. It's just that simple. Running backs need to be able to catch quarterbacks need to be able to run. And that's just how it is now. And You think about a fantasy team, your best player are the ones, if you're in a PPR league, are the ones that can do a lot and get a lot of yardage a lot of different ways. That's just how the league has been and is changing. And that's why I think Sam Ellinger will be a good move for the Colts if he can stay healthy and actually prove that, you know, he has what it takes to be an NFL quarterback.
0: And then our second news story, Brees Hall tears his ACL.
1: Yeah, this is a big blow for the Jets, who have had a phenomenal start to the season. Um, I believe I don't even I didn't even see if the Jets won yesterday. Um, but before this week, New York teams were nine and three. The Giants won, beat the Jags, did the Titans a favor and beat the Jags yesterday. Uh, so it's it's an incredible year to be a New York football fan, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, really bad news for the Jets. I think uh, they'll be able to rebound, though, and, and keep going. That They've had, you know, I've kind of seen this coming. I know that's kind of crazy to say because it's the Jets, and they've been bad for as long as I've been alive. But – it seems like they have been slowly building into something that's consistent and can and can win football games, and I think that's proven this this year.
0: And then, so let's let's dive into Titans Colts. Of course, from my side, we st- we have we have to start with the Titans. Look at Ryan Tannehill, thirteen of twenty for one hundred and thirty-two yards. That's that's not a bad passing or completion percentage for Ryan.
1: Yeah, but it's not great either, if we're being honest. Only 132 yards. I mean, Derrick Henry is what sticks out to me. We already talked about Hooper with his three stellar catches that were very much um, game-changing catches. However, Derrick Henry, 128 yards. This is after he comes off, I think it was 114 against the Colts when you guys were in Indy three weeks ago. Derrick Henry has been the, the kryptonite for the Colts uh, in every season so far, and he hasn't had that you know caliber of a year you would expect from the King, but against yeah. the Colts he has, and I think that really stands out. I talked to the Colts' defense in the locker room yesterday about their rush defense and it's been a little bit of a struggle all season with them but zaire franklin linebacker zaire franklin got offended when i asked him why are you struggling to defend the run because we're not i don't think we're struggling when a guy runs uh let's see 30 times and averages three yards four yards a carry of course he's going to get over 100 yards but here's the deal zaire here's the deal If you stop Derrick Henry early in the game and he's not getting but two, three yards, he's not going to carry the ball 30 times. That can't be the excuse. The Colts' rush defense is just not good. It's the only part of the defense that's not good because this Colts' defense has been solid all year. Uh, But Derrick Henry needs more games like he plays against the Colts. I don't know what it is, if he just understands the Colts' defense better than anything else or if the Titans' offensive line understands the Colts' defensive line better than anybody else. But Derek really needs to keep keeping on because those numbers are pretty nice. Tannehill, I I was underwhelmed by Tannehill. Uh, I think looking at the season as a whole for the Titans, he has – Been impressive. the The offensive line has done a good job at keeping him protected. The Titans were the number one red zone offense in the league coming into the game against the Colts. However, 132 yards just—it's ain't going to cut it.
0: Underwhelming.
1: Right. Um. He didn't throw any interceptions, but he also didn't throw any touchdowns. The Titans offense didn't have any touchdowns, despite some sparks. Like, Derrick Henry has 128 yards, and you you don't get any touchdowns from him? That That's crazy. Again, that's credit to the Colts' defense. They've been strong. They've been tough. They took that as a positive in, in the locker room when I was talking to them yesterday, that they held the number one red zone to no touchdowns. Um, But the Titans – once again proved the stats correct yesterday and had a very slow second half. They come out, they punch you in the face. But if the Colts offense had been actually, you know, playing well, I don't think the Titans would have won that game yesterday. They had no. slow. They were slow, they were uncoordinated in the second half like it have been all season. It's a miracle they got the field goal the Titans did in the fourth quarter because before yesterday, they hadn't scored any points at all in the fourth fourth. quarter. So they were one of the worst offenses scoring offenses in the, in the second half in general, that's got to change because you don't want to get to the playoffs and stall out again, because we all know how that went last year. I was at the AFC championship in Kansas city where the same thing happened a few years ago. They have to put a complete game of football together but I do like the punchy in the mouth in the first part of the game because that's going to give you some juice uh, moving forward.
0: And then, of course, defensively, Titans did everything you could have asked for. You had three sacks on Matt Ryan, two interceptions.
1: Yeah, Danico Autry was big for the Titans. Yeah. Um, A former Colt who said that he felt not good enough in 2020 when Chris Ballard, the general manager for the Colts, didn't pick him up in free agency and lowballed him pretty much. And then he goes to the Titans and he plays out of his mind every time he plays the Colts. And you know what? I don't blame him. Uh, The Colts Twitter was all abuzz once again about how big of a mistake letting Danico Autry go was. And he's been... Fantastic for the Titans. Same with Jeffrey Simmons, obviously. Um, I do want to give credit to the Titans' defense. Yes, they had a good day. But let's be honest, the Colts' offense did not have a good day and shot themselves in the foot once again with interceptions that a pee-wee football team could make. I mean – The Titans defense gets the win on paper, but really it was the Colts offense that played like garbage and they moved the ball. They had 200 and almost 300 yards of offense. That's not a great day for, for a defense, especially when the Titans offense had 50 yards less, but they could, the Colts couldn't capitalize when it mattered and that wasn't getting points that saved the Titans defense. Now, the Titans' rush defense played well. They only allowed 65 rushing yards. But besides that, I mean, you got Matt Ryan, who you have a, a front line that's terrible, Matt Ryan, who clearly can't make p- decisions under duress, and of young receiving core. Honestly, this game should have been more one-sided than it was. The Colts still have a chance in the fourth quarter somehow, somewhat. Um but, yeah, I mean, the two interceptions were big. The pick six was big for the Titans' defense. But if they were playing an actual professional-level offense, it might have looked a little bit different. But, you know, take the wins, I guess. Take the wins.
0: And then now we're heading to your side of this, the Indianapolis side of it, Matty Ice, which that's fitting. He's He's been cold the last – two or three weeks outside of the Jacksonville game. And
1: Reddington? then for, Sorry, you have
0: Jonathan Taylor. You have Jonathan Taylor who got stonewalled yesterday.
1: I don't know what Jonathan Taylor's issue is. I need to go back and look at games, but he has, has been subpar, below average, All season long. He only had one uh, over 100-yard game, and that was in Houston, uh, with the tie week one against Houston. There there
0: should have been a win.
1: (laughs) Right, exactly. That was probably the one Colts defensive game that wasn't great. But Matt Ryan, I've been critical of him all season long. I've been critical of him when he was a Falcon. But he has impressed me in the fourth quarter he's driven he's he's I think last week he had his 44th game winning drive which was the best one of the best in NFL history he can he can show that he can play tempo can move the ball down the field in the dire situations but you don't want to have to get to the dire situation of running a two-minute offense in the fourth quarter down by five, six, or seven. Like, you just don't want to do that. So, I don't know what Matt Ryan's problem is. I think, you know, we see how the Colts feel about it because they're just making a very brash decision and benching him. His, he didn't play terrible. The two interceptions were terrible. They were inex- unexcusable, especially the second one, right in double coverage, right to a Titans defender. I mean, it was like he threw it to the Titan. Like, it was bad. It was terrible. During that drive, I think it was that drive, or near that time, he had three straight underthrown passes. If he had hit the receivers in stride, he would have had at least five more yards on those passes. He doesn't look sharp, but he's played sharp in tempo. I I just don't know why the Colts didn't have offense have moved more towards the tempo running and, and seeing what Matt Ryan can do in those situations. But, I mean, if you just look at the stat line, 243 yards, 33 for 44, Three sacks ain't bad for this Colts offense, honestly. Um, So, besides the two interceptions, he outplayed Ryan Tannehill. But, I mean, like you said at the start of the podcast, I mean, those two interceptions were the difference maker in the game, for sure.
0: And, of course, Colts defense, Yannick Ngakwe and Kenny Moore, both those guys had pretty good games
1: yeah i mean we, we've seen better from Yannick. he's he's slowly becoming the edge rusher that the colts had hoped for when they made a move for him to bring him along uh with his former defensive coordinator gus bradley now both were united from las vegas to to indianapolis the real story with the colts defense is grover stewart and uh Bobby Okereke, Grover had a out-of-his-mind game up front, 12 tackles that just exploded his season be- – his career best, I should say. I think his second career best was eight tackles. I mean, he's a big guy. He's a – He's one of those guys that you don't expect to be able to be mobile and getting around maybe a little bit slower, going up against the center. But this guy was a monster. And a lot of that has to do with Derrick Henry running the ball all the time. But Bobby O'Kareke also had a phenomenal game. I did a whole story on him yesterday. Um, Everybody in the locker room was, like, singing Bobby's praises. I mean, he had the fumble recovery, which at the time – was a game-changing play, except the Colts offense couldn't do Jack Diddley with it. Um, And he had double-digit tackles for the third game this season. He's been playing very well, too, in that linebacker position. Both him and Zaire Franklin have really filled the hole that Shaquille Leonard has had to leave leave there with uh, dealing with his back surgery. And then he came back his first game and got hit by his own guy broke his nose and had a concussion and had a really invasive surgery according to frank Wright. so i don't know when we're gonna see shaq again he was in good spirits yesterday i talked to him but um and he was there he he loves the colts and loves his team but zay like i said zaire and bobby have been doing a great job in keeping the linebackers strong despite having him out and it's honestly the defense is the one positive thing that's happening with this team right now so i'm
0: gonna say something that might shock you i'm two hours from indianapolis
1: okay so you're in louisville
0: just north of louisville
1: okay so so you're in
0: indiana territory
1: so you're in you're a hoosier rooting for the arch rivals i was born and
0: raised in tennessee okay So, uh, but I'm going to throw your Twitter up. So, like, if any of my uh, podcast people want to get you on, there it is. At SidelineStormer. Reach out to her. Tell her I sent you. (laughs) Well, thank
1: you for having me on. This is fun. I mean, like I said at the beginning, this was a special game for me just because I know the Titans so well. And now I know the Colts really well. So, it was the perfect first road trip for me to take here in this new position in Indy.
0: Well, Angela, thank you for taking time out of your night and doing this. Of course. And uh, as I always say, stay classy and <laughs> tighten up. Tighten up! Let's get tightened up! tighten up!